0: Hi readers, I'm Jordan. And I'm Katie. And welcome to Not Another Heroine, the podcast where we break down the best and worst fictional heroines, those swashbuckling ladies who have to work a little harder than expected
1: for their happy ending. Want to see what's next on our TBR list? Subscribe to us on YouTube or follow us on Instagram for a sneak peek at upcoming content or to help us pick our next book. It is the pick of the... Wee! (laughs) <laughs> dogs bark out uh, in the distance yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's fine yeah we tried we did there was an attempt made this week's pick of the week is m- my pick of the week Words you are sound hard. doubtful <laughs> i would hope it's your pick of the week
0: because
1: <laughs> i'm not ready fair uh so i picked sorcery of thorns by margaret Rogerson. That's the most easy name to say. It's the easiest name we've had so far. And I still fucked it up. That's fine. So (laughs) I think right now we're in the midst of reading Thorn by Intasar Kahani. And I remember I was reading Thorn and I was like, I have read another book that's probably not similar at all, but also has Thorn in the title. And it was a whole inception moment that I was having. And so I was like, oh, I'm just going to read Sorcery of Thorns again. And uh, that's what I did. And it's cuter the second time around because I don't know if I read this in like a fugue state or something, but I remembered probably like point seven percent of this book (laughs) so that's
0: interesting because i have found that like 50 percent of the time so it's like give or take Mm -hmm. the second read is worse
1: i could see that i i feel similar
0: or disappointing i shouldn't say worse
1: yeah because you kind of like hype it up in your head and you're like oh this is gonna be great and then you're like uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this was better, I think, the second time, because I don't think I really appreciated it the first time I was reading it, because I was just like smashing down books. But it's probably closer to YA than New-A, I would say. The The cover art alone kind of screams YA. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Because the protagonist, I think, is 16 throughout the book. And then the love interest, <laughs> Jordan, is having a moment. <laughs>
0: I just I need my protagonist to be a little bit older That's to be relatable, fair. Yeah. or at least so it seems to me like current YA like sixteen year olds actually act like they're sixteen, yeah. Versus Daughter of the Forest,
1: fifteen uh, year old. Yeah, <laughs> she was a like thirty two year old know, in a right? twelve year old thirty two year
0: body. old with severe trauma. Yeah,
1: taking a sip of my drink. I'm sorry. Do you want to describe that
0: drink? Because it's phenomenal and I don't think it's very well known.
1: That is true. Okay. So, in light of our K drama sesh watching obsession that we're currently going through, we're doing a drink that my Korean friend recommended. So, it's Yokult, which is like a yogurt, but like a shooter. drinkable yogurt. Yeah. It's like, uh, uh gogurt. uh, ugh,
0: thicker or. Thinner than go
1: Yeah. What's the one? Danimals?
0: Oh, my God. I Right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's like healthier
0: Danimals, maybe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it's like one of those and then soju, strawberry soju. And then I don't know what the drink is called, but it's like white and strawberry flavored. There's also Sprite in it. Yeah. And Sprite.
0: Right. So it kind of tastes like an Italian soda. Yeah, that's what I, like. I have never had it
1: before until like you made it for me. Yeah. So we're having that and it's delicious. Uh, and you can put a lot of soju in it and uh, not taste it. So, And if you've never had
0: soju, it's like a, it's like as strong as wine is or like a really strong beer, but it's like a
1: fruity liquor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because even the word liquor, I feel like is too aggressive for it. Yeah.
0: Because it's not that strong. There's but sh- it,
1: but it is liquor.
0: <laughs> yeah. So like there's flavored and unflavored and Ugh. that mirrors the like alcohol content a little yeah. Bit too.
1: yeah but they have fun flavors it's like easy drinking surprisingly so that's yeah. why it's dangerous <laughs> yes yeah, we'll be drinking today yeah so uh i'll be coherent right now but not in future episodes
0: <laughs> what's the name do you remember the name of the heroine in this
1: book uh i
0: do elizabeth
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) uh, Huzzah! (laughs) Yeah, so Elizabeth uh, is an orphan. She grew up in a library. And so the setting of this book is that there's basically librarians who are kind of like demon hunters. So they're like, isn't that like a sci-fi original show? Yeah. Isn't
0: there's a show about librarians who are like also adventurers or something like that.
1: You were tickling my brain and I don't know. I what know that. I've
0: seen like the TV trailer. They looked super cheesy, but yeah.
1: Fuck. I have no idea. So these ones are like less cheesy, but I could see the, the, <laughs> the parallel but basically, the librarians are tasked with making sure that these grimoires, which are like curse books or spell, spell books, books, are like protected and stay grimoires. Because basically, uh, some of the higher level grimoires, they're like classed from one to ten or something. Um, the higher the class, the grimoire, if it gets damaged, it'll turn into like a, it's called a mel Effect, But it's like a giant demon made of like ink and leather. And Jordan's making a face. What is happening? The Librarians are an ancient organization dedicated to
0: protecting an innocent world from magical and fantasy-like secret <sighs> reality hidden from view. Sci-fi original show, The Librarians.
1: Oh, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's fair. <laughs> um, And that's kind of basically what they do. So they just like go around their kingdom and make sure that all of these uh, grimoires are safe. But basically, they're kind of the antithesis of sorcerers, which are the ones that use the books. And magic is like, okay, but the, you know, librarians are kind of sequestered off. It's almost like a cult, but like not. So our young Elizabeth was an orphan and she grew up in the, like, one of the big libraries that they keep some of the grimoires or whatever. And it starts off with her, like not mother figure but the director of the library she's like badass red hair um has a giant scar why on her is face a, why is the badass always a red red haired i do wonder <laughs> <laughs> i have questions basically she dies in this like level eight grimoire oh, <laughs> I, yeah she's like brutally murdered um <laughs> and this like level eight grimoire is damaged and turns into like a demon but everyone's kind of like cursed to f- stay asleep and she wakes up and she's like oh fuck and so she kind of defeats the demon but then she's charged with like murdering the director and sabotaging and they like are basically accusing her of releasing this grimoire for whatever intents and purposes and so yeah so a couple
0: things come to mind um in elf tangent same thing kind of happens with the yeah. whole when she goes into like the Elf King's library and there's like a monster thing in there. That is true. And then um doesn't that happen in one of the Akatar books? Mm. Right? hmm. Like it's either uh, book one or book two. It's pretty early.
1: Yeah. Isn't that the like bone prison or something? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, similar vibes. Okay. Uh huh like kind of that like high fantasy but not um so basically so she's taken to the capital city to be tried for uh sabotage and murder and etc does um, she
0: have a exceptionally handsome guard that the she there? does oh <laughs> really did i get it right yeah
1: oh um God. except he's a, a magister which is like a high-level sorcerer i was gonna about to say yeah. he's probably
0: like antithesis of the librarian type. yeah okay, great. Uh, Fantastic. his name
1: is nathaniel thorne and he's 18 years old and he's from a long family of sorcerers that have powers over necromancy and so they're kind of like on the outskirts of society and this is kind of set in like victorian edwardian i don't know history
0: uh um think bustles and bustles like bustles is when they like the mounds of fabric like right over the butt
1: oh oh oh, okay yeah (laughs) Uh uh-huh what is that uh cinderella doesn't she wear a bustle uh yeah,
0: they have to like to poof out. Like, yeah, it's either under or over. But some, yeah, it's it's weird looking. Mm, mm-hmm.
1: and, yeah, and then
0: uh, like cameos is like a brooch neck. Oh, that, yeah, the little... That period.
1: Oh, okay, I get, I, get the, I get the vibes. Uh, yeah, so that time period. And, you know, she's taken in. And then we kind of get into the political intrigue of it because the guy who's in charge of all of the sorcerers and magicians or whatever, um, he has this, like, kind of crazy, very political, very suave, like, outward kind of uh, thing he's got going on. And everybody's like, oh, he's amazing. He's like, clean as a whistle. But... Um, so, like, all of our <laughs> sitting politicians... Yeah, yeah. uh, Yeah, because on the back end, he's like made a deal with this like really psychotic demon and he's trying to like take over the world. Yeah, it sounds like (laughs) our current policy. That it does. (laughs) And so uh, we're basically kind of thrown into the middle of this of like, how does Elizabeth prove her innocence? How does she uh, make it out alive? And she has this very cute like relationship with Nathaniel Thorne. Uh, they first met like a couple years before this where he came to check out one of the grimoire books and she's like, oh, I've never seen a magician in real life. I want to look at him. And so her and her friend go like through like dusty aisles or whatever to like watch him in this reading room. And he's brought in and he's like waiting for you know, access to the like big dungeon where they keep all the bad ones. And she accidentally <laughs> knocks over a whole bookshelf and he's He's like what the fuck like what are you <laughs> oh doing goodness. and she's like i just wanted to make sure that you didn't have pointed ears and he's like what <laughs> i'm just a person and she's like doubt i <laughs> <laughs> so they have this like fun interaction and she even like touches his hair to try to see if he has pointed ears and he's like baffled he's like what the fuck is going on and i think he makes some like snarky line of like oh uh many women have tried to find themselves in compromising positions with me like Don't make, don't feel bad about it. Like, it happens all the time. And she's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. (laughs) Okay, so I feel like when you have this set up, the
0: hero is either, like, the same age or a year older, Mm -hmm. or they're five to seven years older.
1: I could see that. Yeah, like, the mentor. Yeah, so is he older, or is he roughly the same age? two years, so slightly older. Mm -hmm. Like, allowed to be on his own, but also not really an adult. (laughs) Just a little bit older enough to have, like, the superior, Mm -hmm. like back and forth with her yeah basically but i will say their relationship is kind of fun because he has this sort of downtrodden pessimism about him and our main character which i wanted to kind of touch on is really an awesome role model which i think doesn't happen a lot in a lot of these like fantasy ya books like they're always kind of i don't know they're, so i think role model gets confused especially in this
0: in this genre mm-hmm. because it a lot of people interpret it, and this is a broad generalization, obviously, as like, oh, they're like a sword-wielding, like, kick-ass. They're going to go to battle. Yeah. Um. But sometimes those characters make hasty decisions and don't think through everything and, like, don't care if they're injuring others along the way. Yeah. Uh, but, like, their bravery and courage is, like, mm-hmm. the epitome of hero for, or heroine, I guess.
1: Yeah. And they're also, I feel like, a lot of times emotionally stunted. Like, they kind of lash out at people around them or... Oh, you mean like every Sarah J. Moss character ever? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's why I kind of really liked her character. And I you don't normally go for like YA books because I feel like I've obviously aged out of them a little bit. And it's like, okay, this is the same thing over and over. But this was fun because her character was very strong in her morals, like strong in her belief of right and wrong. But she also recognized, because she's like very anti-magician at the beginning. But then as she's kind of like, introduced to it more and sees that it's like not all bad she kind of questions like her beliefs and she actually makes like strides to correct some of her like bad misgivings or whatever Hmm. and then she also has a couple moments where she's like the easier route is to give in and like despite all the like horrible traumatic circumstances she's like put through and like psyched college psychological there we go <laughs> like trauma she's like no like this is the right thing to do we have to do this and so she kind of like drags him along of like you have to do the right thing and he's like god a fucking guess like, <laughs> so like so it was like a fun protagonist like actually like good stood for something i like was, that yeah have you seen and if you say no we're
0: gonna Uh-oh. have after this recording <laughs> oh no have you seen the mummy Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, God. So readers, there are so many classically good movies that katie has not seen she's got an active list i know this yeah. has come up before but this reminds me of the mummy with like the character being like a archaeologist slash librarian remember the scene in the beginning where she knocks over all the bookshelves mm-hmm. yeah like it's kind of the same i'm getting the same vibes a little bit and i like, can see that Brendan fraser's character
1: oh in that movie like <sighs> i think that was every like every you know. romance hero yeah. ever yeah everybody's like sexual awakening too <laughs> at like 14
0: <laughs>
1: yeah honestly
0: it's like the Comical, swaggering, but like still gets the job done. Mm-hmm. And I need to. I need to watch that movie. I know then. that would be a fun one. Oh yeah, let's put that on the. On oh the roster. yeah. Yeah, because that's kind of comes up a lot as like people who like this, like these style stories. Mm -hmm. That's like the movie for you.
1: It really is. And I kind of feel like a lot of like newer generation kids haven't seen it. Like they've maybe like heard about it, but it fits all of the things that everyone would love.
0: Exactly. Uh, Yeah.
1: But it was it's a fun book. It's like the vibes are great. It's a good read. It's fun. Like and it takes place half the time in a library. Yeah, like so what,
0: not about <laughs> so is there what I would like is a book that's similar mm-hmm. but f- for an older audience.
1: Okay, that's fair. So um I would say that One Dark Window is like the older moody Boo. that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Sorry. That was <laughs> Uh One Dark Window is like the, the moody older sister of this book, but it's more if like one Dark Window in Half a Soul by Olivia Atwater had a baby, um, that would be this book.
0: It's fair. Half yeah. a soul is like I think in that new way mid Age range.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the prose and the like snarkiness and the mm-hmm. setting is super similar to Apsil. Um, But then like the darker book, you know, magic is kind of similar to One Dark Window. And then I will also say that so- kind of like the tropes and the characters are similar to Howl's Moving Castle by Diana Wayne Jones. Only the one of the best books ever written. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because uh, I forgot to mention, but higher level magicians have demons that are like they're they make, like, a blood deal, basically. Like Calcifer. And yeah, Howl. Oh. Basically, yeah. <laughs> and so it's cute because Nathaniel Thorne, the, like, love interest, his demon is Silas. And he's, like, very, like, clean, has beautiful clothes on all the time, loves fashion. He's, like... <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it would be a great
0: movie. Yeah, it...
1: It would.
0: More like a Netflix series,
1: like Shadow and Bone. Yeah, it would. Because I feel like a lot of the scenes kind of would play well, too. Hmm. I wish I was (laughs) like a TV writer. Producer type. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, so uh, three similar books. Hell's Moving Castle, One Dark Window, and Half a Soul. So that kind of like magic-y Regency demons, but like make it cute and fluffy kind of. I will give this book a shot.
0: I will. I cute. mean, I am just intrigued enough because of the similarities to all the other
1: books mm-hmm. and movies and all of these really good tropes that have come up. Yeah, I will try it. It's cute, uh, and I feel like it's kind of easy reading too. You get like halfway Another through. The reason why I need to try I mean, Yeah, because <laughs> you know those books that are just like hard to fucking read. You're like, this is exhausting. Uh, this is not one of those. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I need yeah. that to pull me out of, like, because I need something to break my K-drama obsession. I because know. Because so, I've tried
1: so many shows. <laughs> That's fair. But, yeah. So, it happens. <laughs> so, A Sorcery of Thorns. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, by Margaret Rogerson. Yes. So, from Katie's shelf to yours. We'll see you on the next page.